0: This is the Beyond the Studio podcast. I'm Amanda Adams. And I'm Nicole Muller, and we're here to help you figure out the business of being an artist. Here we'll have honest conversations with artists, makers, and business experts, and dive deep into the work that happens beyond the studio. If you find value in listening to these conversations, please consider leaving us a rating and review or sharing some of your favorite episodes with your creative community. It's the easiest way to show us some love and help others find the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, I'm Nicole. And I'm Amanda. We wanted to tell you about Change Lab, a long form interview podcast that explores the transformative power of creativity. Hosted by Lauren M. Buckman, the show is produced by Art Center College of Design, a global leader in art and design education. As Lauren discusses in his new book, Make to Know, and as his guests confirm, creativity is not a matter of instant enlightenment. Rather, it's a process of braving the unknown and route to knowing what it is that we're meant to make.
1: This ninth season lineup includes interviews with author Amy Bender, visual artist Anne Hamilton, Whirlpool design chief Tisha Johnson, Lincoln Park performer and illustrator Mike Shinoda, and pioneering installation artist Diana Thader. ChangeLab shines a spotlight on the little and big dramas that comprise the artistic life of people who can't help but make something where before there was nothing. Subscribe, listen, and enjoy ChangeLab wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the end of 2021. It's Nicole here along with Amanda. Yep, I'm here too. And we are back co hosting together. In case you missed our last few episodes, we each took a turn in the host chair and interviewed each other on where our lives and careers have gone since starting the podcast in 2017. So I interviewed Amanda about her growth with Close Call Studio, her creative small business. We talked about mental health, setting boundaries as a one-person business, and the process of buying a house uh, with her husband as a creative couple of artists and uh, freelancers. And Amanda interviewed me about my recent career change. Uh, leaving my day job to pursue my painting practice full-time, taking on a huge commission, and managing large-scale public projects and the budgets that come with them. So listen to those interviews if you haven't gotten a chance to hear more about our own work and lives. But today we're back, uh, the two of us together, and it might seem a little silly to do a year-end review at the end of this year, especially when we've just come back from such a long hiatus and haven't really released many episodes this year. But we felt like so much has changed um, this year in particular with our own lives, but within the arts at large. And so before diving into more artist interviews, we wanted to share where we plan on taking the podcast next year and just do a bit of year-end reflecting.
0: Yeah, we wanted to take some time to do a little bit of looking back because we've really been recording season three off and on through out <laughs> since before the pandemic. So it's been like two full years working on this season, but so much has happened in our own lives and we've done so much more with the podcast beyond just recording episodes for season three. So we thought it would be a great chance to look back reflect on kind of where we've been coming from, what we've been learning and look forward to what we have in store for 2022, our creative goals and what we wanna do with the podcast. Because I forgot to say that like in our interviews, when we interviewed each other, even though they just came out the last couple of weeks, we recorded those in September. So now we're finally like up to date Recording and releasing in December. We're in the same month. Finally. It's happening. We've been recording guest interviews in the interim, so those will be coming out soon. But I wanted to say that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, though, we had just a couple of small announcements that we wanted to share. Um, One of which we announced in our recent trailer um, that came out, or the teaser, sorry, our teaser where we teased what's coming up next a few weeks ago. Um, We announced a brand new listener spotlight. Uh, which is an opportunity for you, our listeners, to share some of your own insights with fellow artists, uh, along with your work, for us to feature on Beyond the Studio's social media channels. Um, So if you haven't checked out our listener spotlight, you can see some examples of those on our Instagram at Beyond the Studio. And we would love for you to submit your own work and thoughts Using the Google form that we'll drop into our show notes. Um, So, we're really excited about this as a way to um, just share more of what our creative community is thinking about and learning. Um, We really hope that you'll submit your work. Um, So, check out our listener spotlight. And the other announcement that we have is fairly new, but uh, well, actually, this happened earlier in the year. We just haven't had the chance to share it on the podcast. But we're excited to share that Beyond the Studio is now fiscally sponsored by Independent Arts and Media. Um, And if you are not familiar with fiscal sponsorship, it's um, basically a way for projects or sometimes independent artists to link up with a nonprofit organization in order to unlock more opportunities for applying to grants. Um, or in this case, uh, to provide some forms of professional development. Um, So if you've ever tried to apply for a grant, especially as an individual artist, um, you'll know that there aren't actually a lot of them out there (laughs) that support individuals, whether artists or projects. And um, so fiscal sponsorship is a way to um, basically unlock more grant opportunities um, that might only be available to nonprofit organizations without having to become a nonprofit yourself. Um, so there are lots of examples of this in the arts, and maybe this is another conversation um, we can get into at some point. Um, but basically, we apply for this fiscal sponsorship through um, independent arts and media and are really excited to join with them. Independent Arts and Media is a unique and growing fiscal sponsor for artists, journalists, and media producers. Um, Based here in San Francisco, they support independent producers and projects that advance their mission, uh, which is to steward and empower independent art and media projects that foster community and civic participation and facilitate cultural engagement and free expression. Um, We're really excited to have their support. Um, There is some professional development involved that we are excited to take advantage of as independent podcasters, but what this means for you is that you can now... Contribute to Beyond the Studio if you've been a long time listener and feel so inclined. You can make tax deductible donations to the podcast. So, we'll add a link to this on the About page of our website, Beyond the Studio. And if you've been listening to and following the podcast for a while and it's been providing value to you in some way, um, we really appreciate your support. As you know, this is mostly a labor of love for Amanda and I, and we are really. Invested in the podcast and want to continue to grow it and um, keep providing um, and sharing these artist stories with each other. So, if you feel like contributing to the podcast, um, whatever that looks like for you, we uh, greatly appreciate it. And um, you can now make donations that are tax deductible. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, those are our announcements. Um, Moving on into uh, what we really wanted to talk about, which is our year-end reflection and looking ahead. For those of you who don't remember, we are actually in the middle of our third season, Beyond the Studio East Coast Edition. And we uh, launched Beyond the Studio West Coast Edition, or Season 2, back in, I think, 2019, Uh, maybe even 2018, Mm -hmm. with the support of a grant that we had gotten from Southern Exposure and Arts Organization in San Francisco, where I currently live. And so that kind of set us on this track of thinking that we might do a series of regional or regionally focused seasons Um, So we started with the West Coast um, within the U.S., and now we've been focusing on the East Coast, interviewing artists from places like New York, uh, Baltimore, and we actually recorded our very first interview of our third season at the start of 2020, Um, so pre-pandemic times, and obviously a lot has changed. Um, Over the last couple of years, uh, we've interviewed over a dozen artists from the East Coast, um, but we've also interviewed authors, the head of Kickstarter Arts, Uh, the co-founder of Artwork Archive, our friends and the founders of Art World Conference, the organizers of some notable mutual aid efforts that emerged during the pandemic, and our very first listener-sourced episode about how you all were navigating a global pandemic as artists all over the world. Um, So we intend to continue uh, finishing out our third season. We have a handful of artist interviews um, of artists living and working along the East Coast. But we've also been thinking a lot about the role of place and location because so much of that has been upended throughout the pandemic as we're all reexamining what it looks like to live somewhere and potentially work um, somewhere else. Uh, So we've been thinking a lot about um, whether it makes sense to continue with this kind of regional focus. um, And and really, we want to open up the conversation, I think, to more artists um, from all over the world. So um, that's a little bit of where we are. We also got to participate in our first live virtual events, sharing our reflections during the first virtual Art World Conference and hosting a panel discussion alongside a local gallery in san francisco and in a fun valentine's day episode amanda and i each invited our partners onto the podcast to talk about creative relationships um, you can find all of these episodes on our website by the way um, just go to the episode page on beyond the dot studio but throughout the last couple of years we've noticed some huge shifts in the arts at large and so we wanted to kind of reflect on uh, what we've noticed in the last year and um, how that's informing where we're thinking of taking the podcast in 2022.
0: I really am grateful for this opportunity to do a little bit of a recap and one that's a little bit more up to date again. And I agree that when we first started uh, doing these regional seasons, it made a lot of sense to talk about how location plays into our practice, but now after having seen so much change in the way that we work, the it, it, place just feels like it holds a very, I don't know, it, it's not quite what it was when we started this journey. So I appreciate that we're, um, I mean, we are going to finish out the, the season as intended, of course, but we are also really excited to kind of cut free of any ties for a little bit and just interview wild as we wish (laughs) (laughs) which is sort of how we've been doing it anyways like even as we have been releasing seasons we're constantly interrupting those seasons with topical episodes or book club episodes or different collaborations so I think that's always been something that we've wanted to do and allowed ourselves to do and now we're like Let's just let let go for a little bit and and interview as we wish. And we also have some very fun, uh, and we can get into it in a little bit. But some some things that we're looking forward to in twenty two, as far as some collaborations and uh, folks that we're we're interviewing and working with, and it's going to be really fun.
1: Yeah, I think you know when we started this season, initially we were really interested to learn how place was informing artists' practices, their ability to find studio space or connect with community and find opportunities. Um, So it seemed uh, really localized in a sense. But when we were all forced into lockdown and couldn't really participate in events or shows or you know anything in person, um, it seemed like the entire, not just the art world, but the world overnight kind of shifted into a more virtual environment where we were all looking for ways to connect digitally or on social media or with new platforms like Clubhouse that were popping up. I mean, there were just all of these new platforms um, that emerged to Uh, connect people virtually, um, whether Zoom or Google Meet, like Amanda and I are talking on now. So I think it just kind of uh, forced us to step back and think about, you know, what does this mean for the arts at large, and how important is location really, um, in terms of you know, being able to uh, kind of move forward and progress. And I think we all had to come up with really creative ways of doing that um, when we couldn't connect in person. And so that's a little bit of what sparked this idea that maybe we should uh, broaden the conversation a little bit. And we also want to have the chance to speak with artists, All over the world, I think, you know, place will always be a part of that. Um, We we are interested in hearing about artist experiences um, or, you know, how an artist uh, living and working in a city versus a rural area versus, um, you know, one state or country or another. Um, I think, you know, spotlighting the really unique aspects of every artist's story is really important but we're also uh, just excited to open up the conversation a little bit more as well.
0: Yeah. And it was helpful in in curating because obviously there are so many people that we want to talk to and you know, if we're doing it seasonally, there're only so many episodes we can release at a time, so it helps us to like narrow the focus a bit. But now we're excited to expand that focus. And yeah, place will always be a part of the conversation. We just look forward to Talking all over the place.
1: Yeah, and it seemed like other um, other things throughout the pandemic, especially, were really emerging at the forefront, and the landscape has just changed completely. So I think you know our desire to to remain relevant to what is sort of top of mind and important to artists and what they're considering within their careers um, is something we always want to focus on, and so. You know, As we've been interviewing more and more individual artists, it's reinforced for us that every artist's career trajectory is different, but we've also started to realize some of the ways our stories are interconnected and take a look at some of the structural issues um, that are, exist within the arts at large, and some of the most fascinating conversations we've had on the podcast really zoom out to look At these. Um, I mean, our interview with William Dresowitz uh, comes to mind. The author of The Death of the Artist really took a look at the influence of technology on the arts and how the art world um, has really evolved over time, um, even going so far to kind of deconstruct the the term artist with a capital A as, you know, being an evolution of artisans. And um, so just really kind of looking at the structural breakdown of the art world or our conversation we had with Lauren M. Buckman, the president of Art Center College of Design, about the ways higher education needs to change. So I think some of that has really been informing where we want to take the podcast next year. Um, You know, we'll always be focused on artist stories, but I think we're also really interested to step back and kind of take a look at um, some of the
0: kind of larger intersecting issues that we're all dealing with in the arts. For looking back on the last season, it is really looking back over the course of the last two years and... I appreciated that, similarly to how other folks through the pandemic have been changing their approach to their work and their lives, we've been able to try some new things with the podcast. I loved getting to hear recordings from our listeners, and I would love to do that again. I thought that hearing from you guys was really helpful through the pandemic, especially at that time when everything just was so hard and felt like endless. And I mean, it's still hard, it's still very hard. (laughs) But uh, things seem a little bit more hopeful or maybe I'm delusional, maybe I'm, (laughs) I don't know. But uh, it was really helpful to kind of have a sense of real community through the podcast where we actually got to hear from you Mm -hmm. quite literally. And I, I know, through the podcast, um, even also through social media, I feel like there are listeners that I've been able to interact with on a more regular basis. And it's just been such a cool opportunity to have it be a a true back and forth and not just us talking to you. So we definitely want to find more ways in 2022 and moving forward, continuing from then on, um, more ways to connect with you and to make this a community experience where it's not just us talking at It's all of us talking to each other and and learning together and learning from each other. And I loved also that we had the opportunity to do some, I mean, they were live events, but they weren't in person. We will do in person stuff when we feel it is safe to do that. But. And some stuff that we didn't even record, like we got to visit some virtual classrooms this year, and we would love to continue to do that. So if you are are a teacher and you want us to talk to your students, hit us up. Please reach out. Yeah, please do. Um, We really love that because I I think, um, and I think this is something that I had read today in, it was either in an article or maybe in a book that we'll be talking about on the podcast soon. Um, But it was the importance of young artists, not young necessarily in age, but young in in career and in experience, but for young artists to be interacting with working artists and artists that that have been doing it for a long time. And so at any opportunity where we can speak with artists, we want to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think something we are really looking forward to, like Amanda said, is finding ways of connecting and building community around the podcast. And sharing artist stories will always be really central to Beyond the Studio. I think when it comes to career growth, we've always felt like there is immense power in storytelling. And it's one of the best tools we have for learning and growing and so we wanted to you know use podcasting as a platform to make some of those stories more visible and accessible but we also want to find ways to tap into the immense knowledge pool that is our community of listeners and so we hope you know things like the listener spotlight can be one step towards that and like Amanda said we hope to do more Uh, events, whether live virtual events or eventually in person. But we're also open to hearing your ideas um, and we'll be definitely thinking about and exploring ways that we might be able to create a little bit more of a dialogue or exchange uh, with our community of listeners. So if you have ideas related to that, please let us know. We want to Find ways just to continue opening up the conversation and, again, recognizing that we're all part of this creative community together and we all we all have something to learn um, and we all have something to share and to teach. So um, mm-hmm. wanting to just create more avenues for that to take place is another goal we have.
0: Yeah. And I know we talked about this earlier, but that was why we started the Listener Spotlight series. And by now, the series has been going on on Instagram for a number of weeks, so you can go look and see some of your fellow listeners whose work has already been shown and shared. But I also just really recommend going and reading what we've shared in the interviews because our listeners are so insightful. Like, I had emotional responses to reading some of those, really appreciated folks' vulnerability and folks' willingness to share what they've learned from doing their work and we also just have a really cool community of really incredibly gifted artists that are are doing the work and uh, we are so grateful to be a part of it and to get to hear your insights. And hopefully, we'll also be talking to some of you on this podcast soon.
1: Yeah, amen. And if you are thinking of submitting to the listener spotlight, um, I can give you a glimpse of uh, what we're looking for. Yeah, let's share some of those. So we have a couple of Q and A questions included in our Google form, <laughs> um, and it's really basic. So we really just want you know to know where we can find your work, um, where you're currently based or located. Um, you have a chance to briefly describe your creative practice. Um, but we're also interested in hearing some things like uh, what some of your favorite tools or resources that you use beyond the studio are. So things like books, apps, databases, uh, time management strategies, Um, any recommendations you have for other artists. Um, What is one skill or subject you feel is essential for creatives to learn in order to build a sustainable life and career? What is one thing you think the art world needs to change or improve on as we look for ways to collectively move forward together and imagine a better future for artists? And any advice that you've received or heard that you'd like to pass on to fellow creatives?
0: Yeah. I appreciate you taking the time, Nicole, to put those questions together because I think that it's a great list of questions.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs> and these are things that we've asked on the podcast um, and that we uh, were really interested to, you know, to know more about um, what you think and have to say.
0: Yes. And speaking of resources, I wanted to say in the My episode a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I basically am (laughs) gardening as a form of therapy. And granted, we recorded that in September, so the weather was a lot warmer. Um, But now, here at the end of the year, I'm doing therapy as therapy. I had said in that episode that mental health coverage was not included in my insurance, and I actually was wrong. It was covered, or is covered, and I just totally didn't realize so, uh, I actually can get therapy and I have gotten therapy. I mean, I'm still in the process of oh, that's so finding good. a therapist. It's like dating. You got to find the right person you click with, hmm. but, uh, yeah, starting therapy, highly recommend it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I initially had started, um, I tried one of those apps and I didn't really like it and they don't usually work with, uh, insurance, but, I'm going to find someone that falls under my coverage and uh, get some mental health help. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I wanted to share that because when that was shared with me, I was like, wait, what? I thought mental health was not covered. So it may actually be an option for you. If you think it's not, it might actually be. And I did, uh, even though the app wasn't the right fit for me, they do have... What do you, what do you call it? Like a, a pricing curve. They can they'll do like need based pricing. So if you're like I really cannot afford this, they'll knock it down. Mm. But yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's that therapy taking
1: care. Of. I mean, that was such a big theme in our last couple conversations. Just taking care of ourselves and our mental health.
0: Yeah. I mean, that really is like the theme of my twenty twenty one. I think was just taking my mental health very seriously. I mean, by after being forced to, I'm sure many of us have had a tough couple years. I know, I mean, for myself, obviously between anxiety and whatnot um, and everything from COVID and I lost my grandma last year, which really hard. And it was at a time where, you know, there couldn't be any kind of gathering or collective mourning. So that, and then like a year later my husband's grandma died and it was just mm. it's so a lot of our time has been kind of painted by having to take our mental health seriously um mm-hmm. and I know that just through the pandemic like I've been experiencing a lot of heightened anxieties and also just kind of figuring out more about my mind than I knew before like I knew I I've I've always known that I had ADHD, like I was diagnosed as a kid, so it was something that I was just raised understanding about myself, but the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, I probably also have obsessive compulsive disorder, and I had a totally wrong understanding of what that was my whole life, and now that I know what it means, I'm like, oh, (laughs) hello, hello, but I have found that through learning more about my mental health, there's a lot of Freedom and understanding how your brain works and and how you work as a person and knowing your limitations and and how to Care for yourself. So that's definitely been a big personal theme And I know I talked about mental health a lot on my episode and here I am talking about it again but I I think that a lot of us have been affected by shifting mental health status over the last, uh, couple of years, and probably a lot of us have been discovering more about our own personal neurodivergence than we realized, and I find a lot of freedom in talking about it, so hopefully, I don't know, we can all be a little freer in our understanding of mental health care and, like, taking it seriously, or, I don't know, I don't know where I'm sa- going with that, but... <laughs> Yeah. Well,
1: something we've really observed and appreciated through the interviews that we've had the last two years now is just the level of openness and vulnerability that Mm -hmm. it seems like every artist brings to the conversation. And I think when we started Beyond the Studio, we had this sense that, you know, all of these things were really interconnected and we know that creative careers are really different from other industries in that the lines between our personal and professional lives are very blurry. And, mm-hmm. you know, often our job as artists is is never just that. It's not just a job. It's really... Um, you know, a vocation, a calling, whatever you want to call it. It's something that is Mm -hmm. um, part of our lifestyle. It's really a a life path. And uh, as a result, the careers of artists look different from, um, from any other. And I think, you know, that's something we wanted to explore and tap into. But mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of the conversations we had earlier on were very practical. So, yeah. you know, we felt like there was this interconnectedness, but we also had, a, I think, a emphasis on all of the kind of practical professional aspects of our lives. Whereas this last year and a half, two years, it feels like all of that's just completely dissolved. And I think as our, our workplaces become our living places, become our, yeah. you know, everything has just sort of um, melded together. And we have really felt that uh, personally and also through the conversations we've had. And so mm-hmm. I really just appreciate how much more open, you know, everyone that we've talked to has been, and it seems like we all are about the ways that, you know, that we show up as people um, and as artists. It's not as if there is any separation between our mental health and our artistic careers or our personal lives and professional lives. I mean, it all kind of folds together to create our experiences um, as people. And so I think that's something that, you know, I've really noticed. And I think we also kind of recognize and how we want to take the podcast and treat these conversations is um, we don't want to kind of restrict ourselves. And I think there's always an emphasis on how artists are building their lives. Um, you know, it's in, in our title, everything that happens beyond the studio, but that that means a lot of different things, I think. And that's really... Yeah come to the forefront throughout the
0: pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of my hurdles that I've been exploring over the last year especially have been the the internal ones of like battling my inner critic and like adjusting my expectations, learning how to communicate better, uh, learning how to like manage my energy level and like take my, my physical health seriously in addition to mental health and Those are all the things that are happening beyond the studio. And I think I've noticed, I've noticed a trend uh, (laughs) that through. The pandemic, especially, and I, I feel like that has become the the new um, mile marker BC of, and AD. It's yeah, something. exactly. Everything <laughs> before and after d- before the pandemic and after the pandemic, and it's like I, I everything falls under those categories, and I don't remember mm-hmm. where within those timelines they actually fall anymore. But before the pandemic, it was a lot of focus on the hustle and showing your best self and making your life look like a fantasy. And through the pandemic, it's been a lot more of like, all right, here's the reality check. <laughs> but some some of that has also come with like uh, the pressure to be super vulnerable on like social media. And that's something that I feel like very weird feelings about. Um, I'm like doing a lot of hand gestures that the microphone's not picking up on, but uh we'll say Imagine a roller
1: coaster of emotions Wiggly
0: feeling yeah, magic roller coaster wiggly feelings about where I feel like I should be really vulnerable and I should be talking about, you know, all of my struggles online. But then I also am like, no, it's so sensitive. It's so delicate. I can't talk about it. But here on the podcast, it feels like the safest space to talk about anything and everything. And I don't know if that's just because like this is a place that we've cultivated that's very much our, I don't know, listeners. If you're listening, you've probably listened before and you probably know a little bit about us. And Maybe you feel like you know us or maybe you feel like you can relate to us, but this feels like a place where I can talk very openly and honestly. And I do feel that, like I I am open and honest on social media too, but it doesn't feel like a safe space. (laughs) And it, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of trying to turn it more back into just a like professional portfolio and do less of the, like exposing my life and exposing myself, not because I have anything to hide, but just because I'm like, that world is so toxic and I don't, I don't want to add to it and The more I show up there, the more I hold myself to weird standards and let that affect the way I see myself. But then the more I focus on things like the podcast, the more I feel so empowered and fulfilled and inspired and excited because I know it's a community that I really care about. Not that I don't care about people online too, but it's like, I don't know, it just feels very different.
1: These are like incomplete
0: thoughts, but...
1: (laughs) No, I feel like you're tapping into something that maybe we'll dive into further in future podcast episodes, or Mm -hmm. I'm sure this will come up in future conversations. But I think it is maybe also a symptom of being forced to translate our entire lives online, you know, our our community, our socializing, our work lives. I mean, for many people that became entirely digital during the pandemic and now I think we're all having to shift or kind of reevaluate what our, you know, private and public persona looks like mm-hmm. online and I definitely feel a similar kind of pressure where I don't feel as comfortable quote unquote being myself on social media or the written word has never (laughs) felt as natural as getting to have these kinds of deep, you know, long one-on-one conversations like we do on the podcast. So um, I definitely think there's a sort of difference in the space, but I also, I mean, something that I've been feeling strangely in the last year is, like you said, there is this sort of uh, pressure to show up and be vulnerable. And I do think that that can create create the kind of safe space you're talking about by, you know, being open about our struggles and our vulnerabilities. We can give other people permission to do the same. But I I sometimes struggle with where to, like, where... And to what extent do you share the other side of that, like some of the successes mm-hmm. or the joys, especially in the midst of a collective hardship? And even in our last conversation, mm-hmm. um, I feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes talking about the project that came up for me this year or how, um, you know, ironically, And after like many years of of that struggle, um, I had, you know, a pretty financially successful year. And it's like some of my personal experiences haven't necessarily lined up with the collective struggle or hardship that we've been going through as a society. And I mean, I've also been struggling with anxiety and mental health, but I feel like, um, I don't know, a little bit of guilt sometimes or maybe discomfort with sharing the wins or the successes. But Mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't hold anyone to that same standard because I want other artists to thrive and I want them to get all of the projects and, you know, be incredibly successful. And so I think finding this kind of a balance between like, what do I share on both the highs and the low ends? And what does that I don't know, say about me or about how I show up in like Mm -hmm. virtual spaces. And so it's definitely something that um, it sounds like we've both been thinking a lot about. And I'm sure this will continue to come up because, again, we're still not quite on the other side of it. I mean, all of our conversations on the podcast have always been virtual, but, you know, it's still a kind of
0: virtual space that we're in now in (laughs) talking with one another so mike and i were just having a talk about this same subject literally last night where we were i mean we had both just had like a really rough day and we were ready to just have the day and be done and relax and just wind down in the evening and it was just like everything that could go wrong did uh so we're both just like frustrated and upset So, of course, then we were like, now's the time to vent about all the things we're upset about. Um, And one of them was that it's so hard to appreciate successes right now and to share them and to want to talk about them. Because, one, like we're all so wrapped up in our own lives and going on, you know, there's so much going on that if, you know, if someone is having a great success, we're all just like, I'm Buried right now. I'm happy for you, but I can't even notice that you're doing anything but also There's this feeling of like I this guilt of like I should I be having successes? Should things be going good for me when things are not going good elsewhere and Things are not always good obviously, but I think we all I mean if we deeply believe that we all deserve good full lives that includes successes and joyous moments. And like, it's so easy for me to see someone else and be like, you deserve to be so proud of yourself. And you deserve to like shout from the rooftop that you've accomplished something incredible. But then if I accomplish something or if I complete something, it's like it immediately gets pushed aside. And I just focus on the next thing I have to do. Or I start beating myself up about how I didn't do it the way I wanted to or the way I expected. And it's so easy to like not take the time to appreciate the wins that we have when we don't have a lot of wins in general, but I think it's important.
1: Yeah, and I think the messy truth is that, you know, these things can all be happening simultaneously and having to make space for these contradictions where you can be experiencing really high highs and low lows in the same day, week, month, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's another thing that I just think we've all had to grapple with in a way that has felt different than other years. Um, And I'm talking about, you know, before and then during pandemic times. But I don't know, I think, you know, this kind of like brings me around to one of the core beliefs or like spirit of the podcast that i i think or i hope that we try to cultivate which is you know being finding ways to be critical of existing structures and the ways that they serve artists but also find ways to remain optimistic and hopeful and i feel like one of our goals is always to be constructive And so creating the safe space, like you said, where we can be open and share in our struggles and our challenges, but also to celebrate the wins and to give examples of what's possible and being able to do that all at the same time, I think, you know, allows us to re-examine What's working and what's not working about, mm-hmm. you know, either personally within our our own lives or just again collectively within the arts at large, um, but also to look ahead with with the belief that things can be better and that you know there is possibility in looking to the future. So I guess that's something I'm trying to take into this next year is you know an acknowledgement of. The struggle and you know the hardship that it's kind of taken to get to this point yeah. um but to to sort of like get back to a place of of feeling optimistic when you know I I don't think I could say the same um a year ago I, I felt like it was you know we had to in a lot of ways focus on what was right in front of us and kind of thinking about the future or looking ahead just felt a little bit futile but you know now I think as we're kind of heading into 2022 and hopefully rounding some kind of corner or even just, you know, throughout the duration of this, finding a way to keep going and to feel, you know, feel like there is uh, still potential in what's ahead. And just, I don't know, creating space for all of those things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think as humans, like we need things to look forward to. We need hope. We need... Like I said, we need joy. I I think these are what help cultivate a a full experience of life. Um, And a lot of times with those great times of growth, I feel like a lot of the growing seasons come through some of the hardest seasons. Like I feel like this has been such an incredibly difficult time, but also it's been painful growth spurts. So... Yeah, I don't know if I have a complete thought there, but <laughs> now that we've been talking a lot about looking back, I also wanted to take a little time to look forward, and I've been doing this for a number of years, but I am really into tarot, tarot, however you pronounce it, I mostly read it, so I'm not sure but I usually will pull a like year ahead spread where I pull a card for each month and then one like overall year card. So I didn't actually pull one for the podcast for 2021. I think between moving and everything, I was just like, I'll pull mine, I'll pull Mike's. Those were both looking kind of bleak. So I was like, I don't need, to, I don't need any more insight to 2021. Just 2021. another sign
1: we were not ready to look ahead towards the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be another rough one. Okay, brace yourself. However, I pulled a full spread for 2022 for the podcast, and things are looking good. So I'll read a quick list of what the cards are, and if you're into tarot, you'll know what they mean. But afterwards, I can keep or i can read some of the like highlight words that stuck out to me so starting you know january through december we got the seven of wands in reverse the nine of wands the chariot the eight of wands in reverse the six of wands lots of wands queen of cups knight of swords ace of pentacles the ten of swords sorry september is going to be a little tricky uh (laughs) the seven of pentacles, the seven of cups and the moon as December. And then overall we got king of wands and the like wands as a group, we got a ton of those that it's a very fiery energy. So love it. Shit's going down in 2022 with the podcast, but the king of wands uh, for overall is a natural born leader there's vision. He's an entrepreneur. There's honor. So that felt really exciting to pull that card as like our overall theme of the podcast. Especially since we set like a personal goal of <laughs> wanting to both, well, needing to both uh, replace our computers that we rec- that we record the podcast on. So our first goal of 2022 is to have the podcast replace our computers because. I think they're both pushing eight or nine years at this point, so... Yeah, I definitely got this computer while I was in college, and it has been giving me the runaround for a minute, so sort of the list of cards, um, I'm going to read some of the highlight words that came out as far as what those cards represent, and uh, tarot, I believe, is... personal I think that you read for yourself and you you pull the meaning that makes sense to you I don't think it's telling you the future I don't think it's going to tell you anything you don't know but it's just a tool for reflection but some of the words that stood out are keep fighting for your beliefs resilience courage and persistence uh, success and action-oriented internal alignment confidence, compassionate, caring, intuitive, and in flow. After that, though, we've got long-term view and sustainable results, opportunities, and intuition. So I know that was just a bunch of positive words, but I'll take it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if the podcast is really the community that we have built around it, then one could say that this tarot reading extends to our podcast community. So do without what yes. you will but listeners yeah. I hope all of those things for you in 2022 except for September it's going to be rough for all of us but you know what we're in it together
0: <laughs> yeah uh, Nicole and I were talking last night about kind of our personal goals for the podcast and one of the things that we wanted to share with you guys is sort of an accountability and, and to you know if you want to help make it happen but Our goal for 2022 is to, well, one of our goals for 2022 is to release episodes all year. And it feels really ambitious because we basically took off most of 2021. So we really want to hit the ground running and have regular episodes coming to your feed through the whole year. And we're really excited to start sharing those with you. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, for a personal project, I am doing a like daily drawing challenge in January, and I'm sharing the prompts on my personal Instagram, Close Call Studio. So if you wanna join me and draw some stuff with me, or I mean, make art in any way along with me, you are welcome to do that. Yeah, we hope that in 2022, we will all be doing a lot of growing, Uh, Hopefully not painfully so, but we're really excited for what 2022 will bring the podcast. We've got some upcoming collaborations, some familiar faces, and some new ones. And we cannot wait to start some ongoing series with some brilliant minds about some extremely important topics. So I know that was incredibly vague, but... Mysterious. Yes. 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 We'll leave it at that, though. (laughs) Yeah. we. um, I know we take really long breaks when we take a break on the podcast. It's not something we intend to do, but life, as you know, probably can get in the way. And I just want to say to reassure our listeners that we always will come back. And if we won't, we will tell you that we're done. We won't just disappear on you. So if you see us Disappear for a few months. We will be back, but uh, we usually give you a heads up. And like I said, we'll always be—we'll always come home to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I'm just picturing our listeners, like the the pets that we may leave at home when the house is empty, and they're like, "Will they ever return?" And we're like, "Yes, I'm gonna come home. Come home. <laughs> we'll always come
1: home." <laughs> yes. Uh. Well. I hope everyone has a happy new year. And Mm -hmm. I think we have a lot to look forward to in 2022. So thanks for being with us.
0: And we'll see you in the new year. Yes, we'll see you in the new year. Stay safe and keep listening.
1: That's it for this episode of the Beyond the Studio podcast. You can find show notes, references, and a brief summary of the episode over at our website, beyondthe.studio. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to find out about upcoming guests, special announcements, and podcast giveaways.